Guess who's back? <laughs> back again. No. From the weirdest cruise ever. <laughs> but we'll get into that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You have joined us for another episode of Let's Talk Shop with Denise and Karina. I'm Karina. I'm Denise. And all right, we got to do a cruise recap first because yes. that's that's top of the list. We just got back from our amazing it was it was incredible but it, it was. was weird we'll get into why it was weird our amazing five night cruise out of tampa florida on the radiance of the seas um with our speaker uh blake hernandez as part of the barkley pet pro cruise um why don't you start with <laughs> what which part so um the weather we'll we'll talk about the weather to start it was well, definitely yeah, nice yeah, we'll we'll start with the we'll ease into it. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. the weather the weather was in the Gulf of Mexico was um not favorable for a lot of the water. It was um, shit. It was it, shit weather. <laughs> Poopy and weather. The swells were pretty high, and we did miss a a port. So, but we had extra time on the boat. We. We hey we improvised very well. Oh, we made the best of it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I just felt bad for the newbies, um, because I was fine. I don't really get seasick, but I know that's not everybody has that. Um, but I felt bad for our new cruisers who were like, "Is every cruise going to be like this?" Right. <laughs> um, and you know, to be clear, too, it wasn't like so terrible that you couldn't do things. There weren't like plates sliding off the table or anything like that. But it was a little rocky, and you definitely could tell you're on a boat. And some people felt a little queasy. So that was no fun. No. Um, yeah. So we had a little port uh, switcheroo. Didn't didn't end up porting in uh, Costa Maya. So that was a bummer. Yep. Um, but we made we, the best of it. Yep. And then we go into an alpha, alpha, alpha. Yeah. We all heard a code alpha, 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 which, um, ooh, remind me to come back to that. Because what a great idea for your business to have code words. Ooh. Um. So uh, alpha, alpha, alpha means a medical emergency. So uh, listen, if nothing else, if you hate cruising, I, I say this as I wear my Royal Caribbean sweatshirt, <laughs> um, a fascinating case study into customer service and and really like just incredible operations. I You have to, even if you just hate the idea of it, you have to be amazed by this floating city that that is at such a high level of service all the time. And they are trained for everything. They have every scenario down packed, which is fantastic. So we got to see some of their emergency uh, preparedness in action because uh, unfortunately somebody passed away, uh, not uh, just another cruiser. We're not sure um, who he was, but I guess it's pretty common when you have that many people, statistically speaking, it does unfortunately happen. It does. And when you also look at the age of a lot of cruisers, a lot of seniors go on them. So you know that they may have health issues or stuff like that that could potentially happen. So it happens, yes. But you can tell they they do drills. They train for this. Um, just they really smoothed it over really, really quickly and easily. And um, we actually stopped off back at Cozumel um, to let um maybe the family off i'm not sure um but um to you know take care of that situation and it was really gracefully and respectfully done mm-hmm. um i was very very impressed with the staff and their commitment to making sure that everything went really smoothly yes so yeah. and yes they it, it definitely didn't disrupt anything they have it down pat yeah yeah it happens it happens more often than you would think. So yeah, so the reason I bring up the um, the codes is I just finished reading a book called Unreasonable Hospitality, which I- Ooh, Mine um, came in. Oh, yours came in? Great. Uh-huh. Okay. So after you're done reading it, um, let me know what you think. But okay. I, I won't, it, it's not like spoilers or anything. But um, for those of you who don't know, if you've uh, watched The Bear, specifically season two, there's an episode called Forks. And Forks takes a lot of its- um, story and content from this book, Unreasonable Hospitality. And actually, um, he was just, uh, I forgot his name, Paul something, something. Uh, he was the speaker at the Pet Summit in uh, San Diego this past weekend. Where was the, mm-hmm, the yeah, author? He was like, 
Yeah, the keynote speaker. And oh. he actually told them that he is uh, helping. He's on the writing staff for season three of The Bear, which I'm very, very excited about. Ooh, so that's awesome. So we'll have more of that coming. Um, so that's a fantastic episode. Definitely watch it. But they uh, allude in the in the book, they allude to this this idea of like kind of making it uh, look really easy to the guests and also anticipating guests' needs and kind of like almost making it magical, the whole experience. So they used hand signals to uh, signal across the room what the guests need. So typically you have a host that sits you down and then says, hey, before your waiter comes, can I get you still or sparkling water? And, you know, before you'd have to go back and tell the waiter, uh, they have they want still water and then the waiter would come but instead they would do hand signals behind their backs across the dining room and so your waiter would magically come over and know what you just ordered 10 seconds ago and you know this idea of like surprise and delighting but also maintaining maximum efficiency I'm super into that so yes. um I love that. I'm like, what, what, what can we do? But it turns out there's like not really an opportunity to have like secret code words or hand signals too much. Um, we have dabbled with the idea of learning a bit more sign language, number one, to help our, um, our clients that, you know, aren't, uh, I, I don't know what the term is, are not hearing abled. Um, and, uh, you know, because it's not just deaf people, it's just, you know, it's also people that just need help communicating and, mm -hmm. you know, it's not, it's not just the deaf community. Um, so that, and also like, it's just super efficient when you're blow drying a dog, not to shout at each other. <laughs> I and like to, that. Save your voice. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, have a couple hand signals that you can, that you can go to really quick. Like even just something like, I need you, I'm going on break, you know, <laughs> something like that. Like, help emergency like those are all good hand signals to to have in your business so um yeah you'll have to let me know what you think about that book because I loved it I'm excited the book I'm reading now it's called black box mistakes black black box thinking I think it's the black box thinking um and it goes over mistakes and who learns from them and it actually you'd find this interesting because it goes and compares the medical industry with aeronautics oh i would and, like that yes and i haven't gotten real far into it and it's very intriguing with and it, obviously the black box on airplanes and how they learn from it and how they utilize that information to um, handle mistakes and make them into learning opportunities and never have that mistake again mm. versus the medical industry and where they're trained and it's it Obviously, it's a whole big, huge thing, but they're trained in school to sort of say, oh, sorry, this was just a one off. Normally, this doesn't happen, right? If it's a misdiagnosis or anything like that and how they don't take those opportunities necessarily to troubleshoot. And I'm very big on when we have a problem in our salon, I nitpick it and I like I really dissect it to see, is there anything that we can do to prevent this in the future? And can we be proactive with it? So it's a really, uh, someone, one of my friends told me about it and it's very interesting. I'm only like one chapter in, but I'm excited to see how this goes. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating to me. I've thought about that, um, mm -hmm. before about like the, how differently the medical industry is, um, you know, kind of not, I don't want to say regulated because that's not quite what I mean, I, but they look at it very differently. And, um, my whole feeling is why bother making mistakes? You know, if you're not going to learn from them, like mm -hmm. you got to get something good out of it. And so to nitpick, like you said, and to, um, kind of obsess over it and comb through it, you have to, you have to get a silver lining out of it. And, and who wants to be making the same mistakes over and over again? That sounds horrible. Right. We just got a two star review, like a week after they had been in and they weren't happy with the groom. Now everyone signs on our consent form, you know, that they have 24 to 48 hours. We want them to be happy. Give us a call, blah, blah, blah. But who reads papers? Hmm. So I took that opportunity and we do, I have a TV monitor and I make slideshows. So it has the girl, like all the employees and the dogs and I make little cute slides. And one of them now is our, uh, our satisfaction policy on there. 
Smart. And so I did. Did we do a good job? Here's a QR code to give us a shout out on Google. And then the next slide, did we miss the mark? Please let us know within 24 to 48 hours so we can make it nice or make it oh, right for you. I love that. Did you make them on Canva? Did you I did. Them? Oh, I'm such a Canva freak. Yeah. Yeah. Can you send those <laughs> to me? I want to see them. Yes. Um, I love that. That's great. Well, you have to, um, I know we've talked about this before, but with, with bad feedback and reviews, you have to leave the door open a little bit to it. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise people are scared to bring it up directly to you, but they feel confident enough to say something to Google or Yelp. And that's, that's a little bit less scary, I guess. Confrontation. Um, yeah. Con Less yeah. They're, they're scared of the confrontation. They don't want to do it. And actually, mm -hmm. you know, when they're unhappy, they, they want to do something. Um, and that's why it's so important to ask open-ended questions, especially with your first, um, your first groom with a client and make sure they know like, Hey, anything you don't like, I can change it for next time. Just let me know. Mm -hmm. Um, and kind of soliciting that critical feedback from them, which is, not something we are very comfortable doing. Like who wants, I, I don't want critical feedback from anybody. Go away. Right. <laughs> Leave me alone. Why would I ask you for that? But, but the fact is when you do that um, and you open that kind of, like you open the door to that critical feedback, it actually, you know, makes clients more comfortable to say something in the moment because that's what we want, right? We want to fix mm -hmm. the groom before you leave. Yep. And it's really easy. It's so easy to fix a groom and, and do little things when, um, you know, right when the dog's going home versus the, the even the next day, it's, it gets exponentially harder the further away you get from the groom. So my recommendation to anyone listening who has a hard time with coming up and saying things like that, obviously saying, hey, critique us. Uh, what I do, come up with a script that you will just follow every time. So anytime a first dog, uh, first time appointments picking up or it's a new groomer who's doing the dog, I instantly say, I've been doing this so long. I can like spew these things out. No problem. But mine is usually it's however much money. And then I always say in there, please let us know. I know this was Fluffy's first time coming in. We put everything in our notes. We want to make sure that you're going to be happy. Sometimes it takes a few times for us to tweak. So let us know if there's anything you want done different for next time, shorter, longer, or if it was great, just say same as last time. And we can make sure we do that for you. Yeah. And then the groomers usually bring the dog out first time they're required to take in and bring out uh, so they can go ahead and build that rapport, start to build that rapport with that client. And then they will come out and also say, so how does everything look? Yeah, that's really nice. That kind mm -hmm. of personalized experience. That's really important. It is. And especially well, we talk large scale, right? We talked about becoming efficient and and getting down that that those tweaks so that you can be large scale, but still have a small business feel to it that people want to come to and you don't feel corporate. Okay. Right. And right. I mean, corporate has its place. I'm fine with, listen, I, we, man, I love corporate. corporate. I hope, I, I hope someday I'm corporate. <laughs> right. Like corporate has a lot of things to learn from. So, yeah. It's like, not a bad word. Like they're making more not. money than you. So, <laughs> right. so I pull from corporate a lot, but you know, at least people want to support small. So you still do that small, but you have corporate type scenarios where you can go ahead and run efficiently. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you gotta, you gotta take nuggets from wherever you can get them. So yeah. great. Customer um, service. I can go on and on. Oh, I know. I know we both can. <laughs> um, so we want to, uh, dive into our, our topic for today, which is, um, employee engagement. Yeah. Which, yeah. Um, we were chatting a little bit about this, um, because it's something that, it's like exercise, which I hate saying that, but keeping your employees engaged and happy, you cannot, like, I don't know about you, uh, I, I you're supposed to exercise every day or, you know, every so couple hard. of days, right? You're uh -huh. not supposed to like try to run a marathon once a month and like get <laughs> all your exercise in and you're good to go. That's not how it works. It's, it's little incremental progress. It's little things every day that add up. And sure, you can do, you can run a marathon if you train, you know, for, for it, 
throughout the weeks and the months. Right. Um, but you, those big gestures um, are meaningless without that like little incremental work every day. So it's almost like you're buying affection at that point. If you're yeah. not putting in the work every day or every few days, then when you do something big, employees just look at it as like a buyout. Yeah. It feels like love bombing. Yep. Feels, yeah, feels exactly like that. Um, so a couple of uh, thoughts on this. Firstly, I always felt um, like I was not good enough because I had, I have a really hard time remembering um, like the names of my employees' partners because mm -hmm. um, there's just so many of them now. There's, you know, yeah. Um, and their kids because a couple of them have kids now, and I, I, you know, I can I can remember, but it takes me a second. Um, <laughs> and just like I don't know all their birthdays, I want you guys to know that you can cheat at this, and it's okay to like have notes on each of your yeah. employees. Like it's, I thought it was weird at first, but it's not. No. Um, so you can actually, you know, I obviously I have all like their employee files locked up, but then in my phone, I have some notes on every single one of them. Like, oh yeah. Keeping track of all their dogs. How about that? Like, yeah. who cares about partners or kids? I got to remember who <laughs> has what kind of dog. Yes. Um, so I want you to know, like you can, it, it is still caring to be systematic about caring. Like it is, it still counts. And I don't want you to think it's any uh, less impactful that I have notes on my phone on who has what dog. And, you know, also when I, when I, cause you know, in the shower, like you remember things and I'll be in the shower and I'm All like, Oh, I, I gotta, I gotta ask so-and-so how, you know, their thing went mm -hmm. like, for example, that that's really nonspecific, but like, I, you know, maybe somebody's mom is in the hospital and I remember it in the shower. I will set a reminder for me, when I'm at work and I see them, to remind me to ask them because it it is it goes a long way, and you're not listen as you get older, like your capacity to remember all of that minutia is right. going down. It is okay to take notes on like these just mundane aspects of life. Well, and what's worse, forgetting about it and not getting that opportunity and losing that opportunity to be able to show you care. Or having to write it down and be okay with writing it down. Yeah, exactly. So I have reminders. I have notes um, because I'm I'm just bad at following up on this stuff. And it doesn't mean that I don't care. I just, I'm just absent-minded like that. Um, My brain tends to just run. And I, I don't want to say it runs in 5 million different directions because it doesn't. That almost seems like you're just... It seems like you're multitasking at that point, but I'm not. I'm so hyper-focused on what I'm trying to remember at that time because I need to get these tasks done or I know that if I walk into the other room and I, I needed to bring paper towels because I know I have to really focus on those, that those things, that that interaction gets pushed to the back and I forget. And I feel horrible, but it's just because if I don't focus on what I need to at that moment, then I will forget that too. And those typically are critical business things that I'm trying to do or groom a dog or, you know, knowing, you know, the client side, the client satisfaction aspect of all that. Right. And I always feel that I don't ever mean to, I don't want to say push people to the side because I, but I feel that way when I don't remember so I would rather have it written down. So I do remember because I want to say these things. I just forget them. Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead and, and just be systematic about, I don't want to call it affection because that sounds weird, but like, <laughs> but be systematic about um, the attention that you pay to other people in the workplace. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with making it a task on your to-do list. No. It doesn't actually make it any less genuine. I think it's actually because it's more intentional, I think it's actually worth a little bit more, but that's just me. And I, uh, and correct me if I'm, well, I don't know how you are, but I think I wasn't always like this. When I first started my business, I was not systematical at all. I was a big, huge cluster no. and it was no. all over the place. And I think as we train our brains to move forward in our businesses and, and learn these systems to make our lives easier, I think that that trickles down into the personal world and you just have a different systematic thought process. Which yeah. I mean, no, I was never 
I was no. never like this before. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Today, I did a time tracking exercise today um, where I had to like log my activities for the day like a lawyer would, like in oh. six minute increments. And look, I was pissed off about it. My business coach assigned <laughs> me to it. I was like mad about it. I was joking about how I was going to like fill it with like weird activities that he didn't <laughs> want to hear about. Um like toilet stuff, you know, right. and because um, you know I'm an adult, and goddamn, I had the most productive day ever, and I'm so angry about it because <laughs> what is measured is managed, all right. So like, you can, I I know that what is measured is managed, that gets thrown around quite a bit, but the fact is like when you're measuring something, you're paying attention to it, mm-hmm. and when you pay attention to it, you're better at it, and so engaging your employees, like even on this like really um, crazy level of, of putting their calendars or putting their, you know, their birthdays in your calendar and doing all that stuff, putting their work anniversaries in your calendar, but also taking notes on them, taking notes on their likes and dislikes so that you have a folder to like go back to when you need to get them a gift or something, you're paying attention to it. That, that is so intentional and that shows that you care and, and you're going to be better at it. You're going to be a better boss. You're going to remember things. Um, I do this, I I need to start doing this more when I network at like conferences and things to remember who I spoke to and, you know, I know because I, people hand me their business cards and I'm like, great, thank you so much for this scrap paper (laughs) that I'm going to throw away six months when I finally (laughs) clean out my bag. Um, So I need to be better about it, you know, with that, but even So even being so intentional with like those little personal things, but then also being intentional with the big things. So um, team building exercises, which I know sounds like ugh, corporate, like, ew, they make us do team building. Look, the best team building is manipulative to the point where they don't know they're doing team building. Yep. It's just fun. It is. Like that is what you should strive for. Um, And it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like tonight we're going out to dinner. We're We're going for hot pot. And like hot pot's like communal, it's it's more of an activity than a regular sit down dinner. It's it's going to be fun and engaging, and it's not going to be that expensive, and it doesn't have to be trust falls and like all the stupid stuff that you think of when you right. hear team building. It can just be little things like this. Um. Yeah, and we just had a staff meeting today. Even coordinated staff meetings to get everyone on the same page really builds camaraderie because Mm -hmm. everyone in and they don't really realize that when it's happening but getting everyone together and getting everyone on the same page alone it helps your business so it's sort of twofold gets you all on the same page it helps your business and they see that team aspect which yeah. is really nice. I always, I notice a huge difference after team meetings when we do them. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just good practice to get everybody in the same room on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, I don't quite do this yet. It's something I, I've been thinking about. Um, they'll assign uh, different people things to present in meetings. Yeah. Um, so if you're trying to grow somebody up in, in a way, um you can say like, Hey, you know, we're having a, a team meeting in a month and we're, I, I want you to put together a first aid presentation on what to do when this happens. And here's the SOP. And I want you to like present it to everybody else. Um, number one, it, it builds confidence in that person um, because the best way to learn something is actually to teach it. Yep. Um, but number two, they might present the same information that you've told them 50 times, they might present it in a different way and in a way that's uh, much more palatable to everybody that they actually mm-hmm. remember a little bit better. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's engagement at, at, at its core. It's it's getting them invested in the meeting. So they're not just sitting there looking at you with their mouth open and drool right. coming down the side right. as you as you go over the same policies that you have had in place since the dawn of time. Um, because that's business ownership, man, is just reminding people <laughs> just the same constant. thing over and over and over again. And that's and that's our job. That's how it should be. Yeah. That's that's just how it works. Um, so, yeah, that's something I've, I've thought about bringing into our meetings. It, I'll get there eventually. Um, right now we have too much housekeeping to do, but someday I would like to get to, to that place. Yes, I most definitely 
same thing, housekeeping going on policies. I always, I, I think we get complacent as business owners and and correct me if I'm wrong on this one too. Um, I noticed I don't keep tabs of new employees that they haven't been around since the dawn of time with me, that they don't know certain things Mm -hmm. or I'm not doing, we, we don't like to repeat ourselves, but that's what we're doing. And even with, so I have a little bit of a newer staff that started, oh, they've been there like a year or two years, but it's been wonky and crazy. And now we're starting to actually get into a lot of projects that I've been wanting to do. And I haven't had staff for a while that wanted to engage in outside stuff. And that's another part that we also want to talk about is that each staff member has their own different language too of what speaks to them. Then I don't force them to do extracurriculars like Diamond in the Rough Tour. When I did that, I Mm -hmm. never thought that my employees would want to really chime in because for a while I had people who wouldn't do that, right? They wanted to, but they didn't want to, um, they didn't feel comfortable. And all of a sudden I had employees asking, can we be a part of it? And I did it through the state organization. And it was a good reminder to me that it, I have new staff. You know, I may have new faces that aren't used to these things that may want to actually do them. So I can't get rid of the those things. I have to make sure I present those opportunities across the board. And I forget about that as we go. And we don't like to repeat ourselves. No, it, <laughs> it's it. Well, because it feels not helpful because um, yes. we forget. But the truth is, like, we've been. Yeah, we've been doing this a long time and and we forget that not everybody's been around for the whole ride. Yes. So, um, you know, what can you do? Um, yeah, the, uh, the love languages of, of staff members, um, that's a really interesting concept because I know we talked about this in the pre-meeting a little bit. Yep. You know, when I would plan something and somebody didn't show up, I was heartbroken. I'm like, how could you? I put so much work into this. How could you not want to show up to this event that I planned? Um, but, you know, just like there are certain things I like and don't like, and there are certain ways I like to spend my time and ways I don't want to spend my time. Um, we have to recognize that our our team is exactly the same. They They all have personal preferences and they have, you know, varying degrees of sociability and uh, they might not match what we think is is normal, but right. that's okay. Nothing well, wrong with that. And I see that a lot on Facebook, the frustration of business owners. I offer all these things and no one takes me up on it. Or I offer, why am I having a high turnover? Because I offer these things. Well, it could just be as simple as what you're offering doesn't sit with the people who are either on staff or who have left and you will find those right people, right? You'll find the people who want to do continuing education that want to do these things, but that's a hard one. You know, when you set up all this stuff, we had, we just had our Christmas party and I have two employees that really have social anxiety. They don't, they are very much introverts. They are And they won't go to anything, you know, I mean, they can't do the mandatory staff meeting, but they won't go to any function. And that's a hard one because we want them there. You know, we want to hang out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes it means meeting them where they're at and like Mm -hmm. maybe, um, so we have a crew that does, that does trivia every Wednesday night and it's usually the same like four or five people that go every week and then you know some other people that are not as super into it will kind of trickle in here and there um but that's like a way for them you know there's some people that are are really comfortable with going to trivia (laughs) but but they wouldn't um do like a sit-down dinner for example like it just it just depends on their preference you know Mm -hmm. i um and those two staff members, you know, it works really well for them. Individual time. Oh, there they, you go. Sitting down, like when they walk through the door, five, 10 minutes. Hey, how's it going? 
they love it. That is what speaks to them. And, and that is how I can be okay. I found what makes me happy that makes them happy and not uncomfortable. And I can go ahead and I can provide that because I think we get more upset because what we're providing doesn't feel like enough then. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm happy if it's well received, right? Like I almost don't even care what it is. As long as they're happy, then I'm fine (laughs) with it. Um, we, uh, we have a group chat that is very active. Oh my gosh. (laughs) My kids, I love them, but sometimes I have to like mute it because it gets lit after hours. And like, you guys have to go to bed. You have work in the morning. Um, (laughs) no, but some of the people that have, um, more social anxiety and are not super loud and, and, you know, sociable at work, they're the most active in the chat. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's actually been one of the cheapest, best team building things we've ever done is just when we hire someone, they get put in this chat and And they don't have to. What do you use? Um, that one's on Facebook messenger. Um, so it's not a work chat. It is, just it is chat. not, it's actually not for work at all. Like if you talk about work in there, I'll be like, Hey, get out of here. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, no work is, uh, we, all of our work chat is through Slack, which I used to have work chat on Facebook, but we got too big. Um, yeah. so we used to have like a Facebook group. We've talked about this before. I can't remember. Yeah. It's, and been, it's been a minute. Actually, this is perfect. Cause I've been meaning to ask you because I need to upgrade. Cause you know, so oh, Slack, I- Slack <laughs> is great. It's on my phone. Um, I, so there's multiple channels. So you can like have multiple chats. Um, so I have like a groomer chat. I have a leader's chat. I have a maintenance and repair chat. So if somebody needs something, they can, everybody's in that maintenance and repair chat and they can be like, oh, this light bulb's out. And the people that are in that chat that get alerts are like the people that are in charge of taking care of that. Um, here, I'll go ahead and read out the rest of my... No, I like that because oh, it's we so struggle. great. It, we struggle yeah. with making sure it gets put on the board, so then we know if it's going to, you know, if something's broken, and yeah, we struggle with that. No, it's all in Slack now. It's great. Okay. Um, we have, so we have an all staff communication, like a general chat, and the morning announcements get posted in there. And then if you need something broadcast to everybody, like you need a shift covered or something, that's where you go. Uh, we have a scheduling chat, an events and party planning chat. Um, expense tracking. That's mostly for me and my office man or my uh, salon manager. Um, groomers, uh, human resources stuff. That's like when we're, uh, that's again for me and my salon manager when we're hiring someone to make sure all their stuff's done. Um, leaders chat, uh, maintenance and repair, a payroll chat to talk about payroll numbers. Um, oh, uh, uh, social media picture chat so that. Mm-hmm. Um, when groomers take a picture of their dog, they throw it in there and then our social media person can just pull it from one chat. Um, And then um, product training. So like for retail products, something that we're working on is making sure our groomers know what's in the lobby and what, what, (laughs) like, so that you can make product recommendations and also you can go out there and check it out. So we just have like a, it's a, what, what is in the lobby chat? And it's just uh, (laughs) a, Um, but then there's different group chats on here. I, I love Slack. I think it's it's really helpful. When you're on vacation, you can turn it off. You can turn it off at night. Um mm, because like if it's if if there's an emergency, somebody's you know gonna call you. Um but when my staff go on vacation, they don't have to check it. Whereas Facebook Messenger, you can't like because it's not a work thing, you like never turn it off, right? And well, so we that need something and separate. If- Right. And if you utilize that anyways, like what we're running into is we're getting old, right? So Facebook is they don't <laughs> not Facebook has anymore. Facebook. Yeah. Right. So that's yeah. where we're starting to struggle. But um, yeah. Oh, no, that's awesome. I yeah. Like- so I love Slack and, and um, but the Facebook group chat has been still one of the best team building things we've ever done. And it costs nothing. You know, it's just mm-hmm. it's just a place to post pictures of your dog when you get home from work and chat with your, you know, fellow team about what you're up to and what you're doing on the weekends and post vacation pictures and stuff. It's great. That's cool. Yeah. We really like it. I will. Um, so I want to put in, there's a, I'll put the link into, or the name of the book into the show notes, 
but they do have a book and it's really good. It's the five languages of appreciation in the workplace. Mm. And it's the same person who does the love languages, uh, Gary Chapman. Mm-hmm. And it's empowering organizations by encouraging people. So the cool part about that is if you feel like you're struggling and there's this one person and you don't know what, if you want to figure out what their love language is or how they speak and, and take in praise and stuff like that. Some people love gifts. Some people, you know, love to hear and and talk and hear that praise, you know, it just, or some people like to go out and have that appreciation. Like it just, everyone is different, but that's a really good book. Um, I keep that one on hand all the time and reread it every once in a while when I feel like I'm struggling with new employees or, uh, or even employees change, right? Our love languages change. We change on how we receive things. So when I start to see those, I, I sort of go back to it. That's a good book. Yeah, I used to be like really into people being affectionate with me. And now I'm all acts of service, man. Yep, Don't <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, tell me you did the dishes. Like, tell me, exactly. you know. <laughs> no, but employees too. Like, I, I, that, I don't know if somebody's like, hey, I have this problem. I, I already fixed it. That goes so far with me. Correct. Yes. Um, that's just, yeah, it's all the same. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I, for the first time, cause we've done the Barkley pep pro cruise. Now you've done it a lot. Um, mm-hmm. this was my third one and I actually took four of my team members on this one who you met. Yes. And, um, so that's a, that's a bigger team building thing than, <laughs> you know, what we're talking about here, but I will say it wasn't that expensive. Like I, I got two interior rooms. It really wasn't that bad. Um, that's true. Cause that'll do four. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. And for like two, so it's eight hours of content and they get to hang out with Blake and it's five days of team building. It really was a, a steal. Like I can't, and they got a vacation out of it. Like I honestly, I, I'm really, I, I know, I know we run it. So it sounds like a, you know, a selfish plug here, but, and it is, but I will say like, I'll be doing it again uh, next year if I can make the schedule work, because I was so happy with the outcome. The four of them were like thick as thieves on this trip. Mm-hmm. And they actually, I think four is the magic number. I was only going to bring two, but four was great because if one of them, wanted to like go take a nap or go do something else or just get some downtime, you would get the three others could still hang out. So it ended up being like different combinations of the four of them mm-hmm. throughout the trip based on like what the, you know, there's, there's usually one person who's tired and, right. oh yeah and you can't do that if there's two of you, if the right. other one's tired, you're just like, okay, I guess I'll hang out by myself. Um, so I actually think four people is the magic number to send on a cruise. If you, if you do more than that, it gets, that would, that would have been complicated, you know? So, um, we've I was had a lot of, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, go ahead. Go ahead. We've had a lot of people who have brought their teams. So oh my gosh. The last one we yeah. had, what was it? Kim brought, was it four or five people with her? Um, that, that one salon, they shut their whole salon down. They yeah, brought North everybody. Carolina, yeah. Yep. Oh, I was like, so, good for you guys. Yeah. And the cool part is, is like Karina said, right. It wasn't that expensive, but if we go through, if you really want to look at it and now that we're on top of things, there are payment plans. And honestly, I think if you were to compare taking them to a trade show in that travel time versus a cruise, you're going to be, I don't, I don't, I don't know numbers, but you could potentially be ahead or break even. That was exactly the calculation I made because, mm-hmm. look, I don't want to talk anybody going uh, – no, I don't want to talk no. anybody out of going to trade shows. You should all no, go to trade all. shows. There's a whole incredible. Yeah. yeah. But to take four of my groomers to a trade show and have to get, um, you know, two mm-hmm. rooms to yeah. – like, let's say let's, – let's make it apples to apples here. So to get two hotel rooms um, and and then pay for their passes as well the cruise was cheaper like and it yeah. included all their food so right I, I mean and and it took them to mexico so like <laughs> i you know i i obviously they're they're different they're there's there's a lot more education at trade shows you know there's the cruise 
yeah, the cruise is a different vibe. I mean, there's, there is plenty of education, but it's really, and we've talked about this many times on the show that it's really about that camaraderie and that, that building relationships with groomers across the country who are going through the same thing that you're going through and, and having those friendships because, um, that's what gets you through hard days, you know, that and the education that you're building. Um, so for me, it was really a no brainer. I mean, it was, it was so great. And they, they had such a great time. They had, they made their own separate group chat to, you know, talk about all the fun (laughs) things they were doing. And, um, and then, you know, we got back and annoyed all of our team members by being like, oh, on the cruise, you know, you know, remember this bar on the cruise? And um, all of our team members are like, oh, God, shut uh, up. <laughs> uh, shut up. Uh. So um, so what I'll do next year is I like I'll start, you know, from most senior and just work my way down the list. And if you already went on the cruise, you you go to the bottom of the list. I like um, that. Yeah. And just offer the next four people, you know, the opportunity to go. Um so I was really happy with that. The, like I said, we do bar trivia usually once a week. Um, although I feel like they've kind of fallen off the wagon with that. I'll have to check in and see if they're still going. <laughs> um, and then, you know, just random dinner. So this hot pot dinner was supposed to be for the people that didn't go on the cruise. Um, but but it got pushed back a little bit. So, um, so we're, you know, the same way I'm trying to be intentional about about talking to people and checking in with them. We're trying to be intentional about these events too so just because it's formulaic doesn't mean that it's worth any less so even though um we have events planned every month it's still like that is important i would rather you plan the same event every month than try to be creative and only do something once every three to six months because Mm -hmm. you're trying too hard to like break the mold it's okay to have like um, mandatory fun. Right. It's like, right. it's okay. Like it, it's really all right. Because what I'm finding is if you put all of your wonderful people in a fun situation, you don't have to do anything. Like it, it will happen itself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, uh, when we go to dinner tonight, I'm not going to have to force conversation. Um, maybe you, you might in the beginning, if you have like a, a newer team and they don't yep. know each other, like, sure. But by doing it over and over and over again, they get exponentially better each time. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's the the autopilot part of it is is only when you've put in the work to, you know, be really intentional about the planning. Yep. So now I do know we talk large scale and I know we're going to be wrapping it up here. You pulled up 15 different team building that's free, right? Free, free team building. And I, I typed in inexpensive team building. I almost okay. typed in cheap team building, but <laughs> we're not cheap. We're inexpensive. Um, yeah. 15 team building ideas. Um, okay. So some of these I'm going to be like, Ugh, no, I would never do that. But um, that's critical feedback for these people. Right. Yes. Um, so number one, power up for a presentation showdown. So those funny PowerPoint presentations that you see on um, social media. So you can have an office presentation face off. Um, so you could, you can even do like a slideshow of like the top 10 funniest moments of the year or like the top 10 silliest grooms, or um, you can kind of, you know, like gently tease each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um or like we have somebody who's obsessed with Taylor Swift who works for us. Maybe it's like a history <laughs> of Taylor Swift for the rest of us. Um, one of my uh, mentors who I admire very greatly, she does a monthly lunch and learn where her uh, employees every month, a different employee gets selected and they have to come in and use the lunch hour to teach everybody a new skill. So oh, like, cool. Yeah. And and that's not going to work for us because we don't take the same lunch. But but in theory, um, so that's kind of like instead of taking a class, which you that's on this list, like go take a class, go take a pottery class with your team or something or a paint, uh, a wine and paint night. Great. But it's so much more impactful if one of your team is leading it. Like if if one person comes in and like my my good friend is a tree nerd. So she came in with like all these leaves and taught everybody how to identify trees by their leaves. And like, number one, super cool. Number two, how sweet is it that you like now know this person on a deeper level because mm-hmm. you got into, 
you know, this, this really niche thing that they love. Um, so I think write that's that down in your notebook so yeah. then you can come in and yes. you can remember and be like, and be like, Hey, um, <laughs> I saw a maple tree and I wrote it down here and I took a picture and then I set a reminder for me to show you, to show you how much I care. Yep. And that's, exactly. And that's okay. Yep. <laughs> um, so presentation showdown, that's a good one. Um, number two, sports day. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm not doing that. I what? do have sports fans though. They all, they, they're them and their Browns. No, this sounds like a, this is like a field day. Like, like uh, you're, this is not like go watch a game, uh, which I, what I, I think you should you would, do that. No, right. this is like everybody divide everybody up into teams and make yeah. them like do things okay. against each other. No, forget that. We're not doing that. Um, cook off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have everybody make chili. Have everybody make, um, like, but you have to be like really generic about it, like chocolate chip cookies or just because if you just say cookies, everybody's going to have very, very different cookies. Right. You got to narrow it down a little bit. Yeah. Um, We're doing Christmas in July. Oh, that's cute. We're going to do potluck the Christmas in July mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, let's do this. You know, how come it's only at Christmas time? And I'm like, well, let's do Christmas in July. They're like, OK. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, That's cute. Um, uh, Next one. uh, Dinner. Um, but look what it says, create a spreadsheet to keep track of any allergies in your team. Mm -hmm. See, We have that on our sheet. So we have them fill out, um, an emergency contact form and it Mm -hmm. also puts on their sizes. So when they get swag, we already know. And we put on there, are there any food allergies because I'll have, or any, uh, food allergies going to my Slack right now or diet restrictions idea, emergency (laughs) contact form with food allergies and this is how i work guys and dietary restrictions and also clothing sizes okay great and we put on their smock size we put on their hoodie size Mm. and we will say unisex or whatever we'll like list all of them so then that way we know what we can order and the dietary restrictions i've had vegans i've had um gluten-free i've had you name it um so then we know what we're dealing with yeah, I can't eat pork and um I can't tell you how many times I've allowed my team I'll be like, "Hey, it's pizza day. Here's my card. Go order pizza." And they will without thinking go order 10 pepperoni pizzas. And I'm like, "Thanks, guys. I'm the only one who can't eat the pizza and I bought it." <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um that hasn't happened in a while though. Okay. Uh movie night. Um let's see. Oh, do a Google Forms vote. I'm always like down for like some kind of voting thing where you vote for choose your own adventure, you know, mm-hmm. um, movie night is cause you can take them to the movie theater or I guess theoretically, if your space has the space, like I have like daycare training space. So you, we can just all like pile back there. We have our movie theater is just a mom and pop one. And they mm-hmm. do rent out the theater for like $150 and you have the whole thing and you can put or watch whatever you want. So that's like, awesome. Yeah, that you can link it to your Hulu, any account that you have. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you, then you have the whole theater to yourself. That's great. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, let's see. Uh board game night. Yeah, that's I mean, that's that's fairly straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, my only issue with board game night is like for me, I'm too big. And yeah. we would just we Take would just forever. have like <laughs> yeah, we would have 10 separate games going on it wouldn't i don't know that that would be fun but if you're small enough go for it um talent show uh i don't know that could be that could be fun it could be i i i don't know (laughs) i feel like okay i'm gonna change that not a talent show do a karaoke night oh there you go yeah, because karaoke, you don't need a machine anymore. You can just like log into YouTube and just type in karaoke and there's, you know, the backtracks of all your favorite songs um, and you can buy like a USB microphone and boom, you're done. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I think karaoke night is probably better. Um, let's oh, see. The other thing we're doing, um, my local yoga studio $150 for up to 12 people for private lessons. Anything over 12, it's just an extra $100. So then we could do one-on-one yoga where they can learn how to stretch and 
take care of their bodies as well. Oh, that's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I'm planning. Piggybacking on that. I still haven't made this happen. This is my year. I'm hiring a private masseuse, massage therapist uh-huh. to come in and like massage everybody um, around Christmas. Oh, I like it. Um, Like hand massages and stuff yeah. and shoulder, you know. But, yeah. like, again, some people don't want to be touched. So don't be surprised if you do that and everybody, you know, half of them are like, ah, no, don't touch me. Yeah. Um, let's see. Pub quiz. Yeah. So pub trivia. That's that's a really nice. Um, sorry. My, my, uh, my, you know how I left that note for myself? I was leaving yeah. it for my office manager. And now she's arguing with me. She's like, what free swag? What did you buy? And I'm like, no, I didn't buy anything. I'm just saying theoretically, if we had free swag to give out, we would already know their sizes. And she's like, what did you buy? And I'm like, no. I... Oh, no. So now my Slack's going off. Right. Um, so that's the downside to Slack. Um, okay. So yeah, pub and office trivia. Um, it's cheap. It's it's inexpensive. You can, you can jump around. There's like so many places that do trivia. You don't um, have to... Um, like it doesn't have to be in a set place. It doesn't even have to be around drinking. You can put it. There's plenty of like, like there's a seltzer bar, yeah. uh, like a non-alcoholic seltzer bar that does trivia. So oh, that's for cool. example, I do also want yeah. to add in um, as we're going through all these. And no, you'll have to be leaving soon, so I don't want you to be late for your dinner. Um, no, you're good. But you're good. Okay. Um, but also, we had our episode. I don't know. I can look it up our third or fourth episode about boundaries, right? So while you're doing these, Mm. remember you still have boundaries and they're not friends. Do you still have that? Oh, yeah, especially at, yeah, especially at like a pub quiz or um, a bar crawl. Mm -mm, No, I, if I go to these things, I have one drink and then the rest of it is um, making sure everybody gets home safe. Yep. Like that's, that's my job there. Um. So that's that's very good point. Uh, set up a scavenger hunt. I love this one because you could do this at the end of a staff meeting and they wouldn't know that you've set up a scavenger hunt. And you could be like everybody, you could do an Oprah. Everybody look under your chair, <laughs> you know? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you should be surprised and delighting your employees just as much as you surprise and delight customers. So, mm-hmm. um, and I love a good scavenger hunt. I'm not... I haven't set one up in a long time, but I'm starting to think like, how funny would that be? Like, um, you know, putting clues in every single kettle and in the tub and like, <laughs> Ooh, rolling up, um, a small piece of paper into a poop bag dispenser oh. for a clue. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm totes doing that. That's going to be, <laughs> I'm going to, you know what? I'm also going to put um, clues in the receipt paper. There you go. Like I'm going to write the clue in the receipt paper and then put it back then, in. So they uh-huh. have to like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, this is all coming together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so uh, yeah, scavenger hunt. Um, uh, what is this? Volunteering. Um, volunteering is great. I love it. Um, my my main drawback is we're open seven days a week. So it's really, a lot of these are really hard to do um, unless you're closed one day a week. And volunteering is one of those things that like, there's very few volunteer opportunities at eight o'clock at night when we're closed. Right. And so I've been trying to find things that we can do kind of on the off time. So um, one of our biggest team building things was actually a community service initiative. Um, So it was last November. We just collected donations for the animal shelter just blankets blankets food Mm -hmm. um and we brought like our number one our customers did fantastic they brought old towels old blankets old toys all kinds of stuff and then our staff got really into it um so that was super cool uh we've decided that that went so well we're making that a regular part of our you know programming from here on forward yeah um uh, potluck we, yeah we've talked about this always do a holiday potluck oh there's karaoke okay so apparently they're reading my mind karaoke's <laughs> on here and then uh take a class uh mixology do a mixology class or sommelier okay i don't know why all these are alcohol but uh taekwondo <laughs> we have a pottery place on the on the corner we should probably see if we can book like a private event and just go over there you know Support after local right yeah absolutely local. um also airbnb 
B does experiences. Um, so there's like, sometimes there's like some cool classes on Airbnb and like little walking tours and things like that you could do. And they're relatively inexpensive. Okay. Um, escape room. I'm going to go ahead and tell you this is a bad idea. <laughs> For, if you are like me, this is a horrible idea. Because escape rooms are not fun. They are competitive. They and are. If you, and all I'm going to do is walk out of there and be like frustrated and annoyed that <laughs> Like I was on top of it and nobody was keeping up the pace, right. you know, I, so I'm going to go ahead and say that's a no for me. <laughs> if you're laid back and can handle failure, go ahead and do it. Go ahead. You'll have a great time. <laughs> it's also why, like there's, there's certain friends in my life I will not go in an escape room with cause I'll kill them. Right. You know? Yep. Mm -hmm. Like I, I could probably do an escape room with you. I think we could do it. I'm yeah, really I, think, I think we, I think we'd be okay. Yeah. Like I'd be intense, but you'd be all right. Yeah, yeah, we could do it. Um, yeah. So anyway, be careful with that one because if you're intense like me, you won't. Um, and the last one's happy hour, but like, you gotta make sure. You gotta make sure that that you're really careful with that because, what is it? This is saying go to Costco and stock up and hold it yourself and host it yourself. Sure, right. But you better make sure that everybody. Uh, that nobody's over indulging yeah, and that uh, everybody gets home safe. So you know, take that with a grain of salt. And my other free one that I like to do is at least two to three times a year. I like to, I'll get this hankering to um, write thank you cards. I will hand mm. write thank you cards and give them like That's a little, really nice. I'll, yeah, I'll find like a little and just throw a little something personal in there. Yeah. Um, and well, they don't listen to this anyway, so it's not a spoiler. I'm going to give them all Valentine's on oh. Valentine's Day. Um, just with like a little $10 Starbucks gift card. You don't even have to do that part if you don't want to. But just give them a little candy bar. And Thank you. Thank you for reminding yeah. me. I want to do that oh. one too. Yeah. yeah I did it. it last year, I think. Last year or the year before. And I, I forget about it when it's too late. So I'm glad you reminded me before. I always forget. So yeah, it's important to don't wait till the last day. Like it's it's just like okay so this is yeah again with being intentional the day as an adult i realized you could just have a stack of thank you cards at all times uh -huh. in your house mind-blowing like <laughs> game changing like oh it's so much easier to write a thank you note when you already have the thank you card like yeah. then it's easy then it's fine it's it's i thought i had to go buy a new thank you card every time i wanted to say thank you to somebody no you don't nope no you don't That's you those. can you can plan this stuff. Yeah. Huh? Um, and actually in the uh, unreasonable hospitality, they do like surprises for their guests. And you'll read about how as they scale, um, the surprises for their guests were pre-made. So like ah. it doesn't me mean it's any less meaningful because for the guest that I don't want to spoil it for you, but like for the guests, this is the first time like they have like an airport box. So like if you're going on a meet, like if you're going to the airport and um because a lot of people would eat there and then get on the plane and go home. And so they would show up and they're like, oh, we we heard that you're getting on a plane after this and we don't want you to eat that airplane food. So like we've made this box for you, like a little bento box oh, to like cool. take on the plane. Yeah. Um, And guests were like, oh my God, this is amazing. But like the truth is they have a million of them. Like right. they're ready to go. Like they're waiting for you to say, oh, I, I'm going to get on the plane. And they're like, oh, get them a plane box. Uh -huh. Um, So just because your surprises are planned like that, I know like in your mind, it feels, it, it, I don't know. It feels fake. It feels like it doesn't feel it, genuine. It feels, it doesn't feel genuine, but I'm going to argue it's more genuine. It's more it intentional because you are like putting the effort to pre-plan these things and so that remember. they happen. Yeah. And to remember it because that's my problem. I feel horrible. If I forget something, I would rather know I'm remembering it. We started doing um, Ohio professional pet groomers association memberships on their anniversary um and then we're doing flowers sent to their house on their birthdays oh I and we're thought, doing I yeah that. and we're doing it by the month though right mm -hmm. so listen we don't have to go through and do it on their birthday we're doing it by the month so yeah. we're sort of sending it out in the middle but they're getting it sent to their house so it's something different yeah and really there nice. you go I, I've always struggled with birthdays and anniversaries um 
So I think I want to revamp how we're doing that because it always, yeah, it was always like, oh, I'll buy you lunch when you work on your birthday. But then like if you didn't work on your birthday, it felt like you were missing out. And uh, or what if I was out of town? So I think something forgot. Yeah. Or I forget because that can happen. Um, So I think something to their house is like much better. Mm -hmm. So, all right. I'm going to be late for my team building dinner. Get out of here. Um, Yeah. Hey, thanks for, for chatting with us. Hope that you uh, listened to this and took some little nuggets from somewhere, you know, like if nothing else, learn from our mistakes. Yep. And we will talk to you next time. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.